Hello, this is Lisa Russick and Misty Lore with the podcast We're All Psychic. And today we have another amazing guest. And uh, her name is Ivy. Ivy, would you like to say hello? Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. We are so happy you are here. And the listeners, I am sure, will be thrilled. So, Ivy, um, we have a question for you. Do you think we're all psychic? I do, 100%. Uh, I believe we're all psychic. I think that some people have it to a heightened degree, but I believe that there are a lot of reasons that happens and some of them are, you know, more natural. Uh, just even things like stress during the birth process, you know, can cause an increase in psychic ability, especially if like there was a cord around the neck, your life was threatened, you know, things like that. Um, I guess if we were to say more natural circumstances, um, it can also be triggered, you know, environmental circumstances and people can decide to become more psychic and work at it. There are a million different tricks and tools and techniques that you can uh, use to help yourself to become stronger in clairvoyance. But I ultimately believe that everyone is innately psychic or they wouldn't be on planet earth. Because we use our psychic ability every day to stay alive. So if you're alive, you're on earth, you're using it. Yeah, I agree. That's a good point. (laughs) So Ivy, um, you, uh, you, you work or you have experience as a psychic, right? And, um, as this all uh, seems like a variety of skills you have. So how did you start into this kind of subject metaphor? Were you raised around it or was it something you pursued or what did you have an experience that kind of pushed you into it? Well, I'm a firm believer that some people have psychic mediumistic abilities, even empathic abilities, um, genetically to a heightened degree, especially with the mediumship and the empathic. Um, and then I think that a lot of it is cultural. So it gets handed down from generation to generation. And then I am a huge believer that trauma causes an increase in intuition. Uh, so I really had a mix of all three of those influences. And so it was something that was embraced in my family. My family's from Puerto Rico, the other half, my family's from France. And so it was open in discussion when I was a kid, mediumship visits from our deceased loved ones, Mm. you know, everyone just talked really openly about all of that, but I went to Catholic school. And so I was told um, never to discuss it there and to hide Uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. To hide what I was. And so I was really confused because I, uh, I, I believe sometimes it skips a generation or two, but I had it the most out of my family since my great grandmother. And so everyone in the family knew that I had it. It wasn't a negative thing. It was just a fact. And then when I started going to school, I was told I had all kinds of problems and, and so they started sending me to doctors and I would get misdiagnosed again and again and again. And, and it was just, it, the, the way the educational system and the medical system handled my intuition made me feel that I had some kind of a disability. I'm sure. I agree. And my, and my family didn't really back me in that. They didn't fight for it because they didn't, I think they didn't know enough about it to, you know, So it ended up being um, a a big question for me always, you know, which side was I going to take? Was Mm -hmm. I going to sell myself out 
and decide there was something wrong with me and go with the church and my teachers and all these confused adults? Or was I going to stay in touch with spirit because spirit was really saving my life so much of the time and brought me wellness and happiness and peace. So I stuck with spirit and I chose myself. And, um, from there, I just feel like it, it really continued to grow. Yeah. That's great. I love it. So once you accepted it and you went with spirit and you went with you, uh, what did you, where did you go next? What did you, did you pursue any specific avenues or did you work or did you write? Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of stuff did you do with it? Did you well, learn it really, more? It was, it was interesting. I, I really found that at some point, and I think that everybody goes through this. Uh, I believe that we have a couple peak years where we increase with our intuition. That's three years old, five to six years old, 14 to 16 years old. Mm -hmm. And so when I hit my 14 to 16 year old peak, the big one, you know, I, I found that I was struggling a lot more. There were darker spirits that were approaching me. Mm -hmm. I was really battling the paranoia that comes with having Uh, a lot of psychic ability. My anxiety was off the charts. My sleep completely changed. I became a full on night owl. I did not have insomnia, even though I was diagnosed with insomnia. I could sleep fine, but I could not sleep between like the haunting hour, you know, three and five. Yeah. Um, So many changes. And that, at that point, um, I was also, uh, living out on my own. So my, my family was very abusive. My mother had kicked me out when I was nine. And so when I was, yeah, it was rough. And so I stuck around for a few more years, but when I was 13, I was out on my own and a medium from, there's a town, uh, called Lilydale spiritualist community, you know, and, that was not far from where I was when I was living on the streets. And one day, uh, a medium from that town came up to me in a grocery store and she said, are you aware that you have it? She said, every time I pass you in the store, my ears are ringing like crazy. She said, I had to talk to you. (laughs) And I said to her, um, I know that I have it, but I don't have what you have. I said, people like you can sit down and you can, channel and you can give a reading for like long times, you know, periods of time. And I said, mine comes and goes, it's sporadic, it's chaotic. I don't know what the heck it is. And she said, oh no, you have it. And she, she asked if I wanted training. Yeah. So I thought, well, you know, I have nothing to lose. And, and so her idea of training me was just to basically throw me in the waters. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she, said to me, I said, she, goes, she goes, you know what I want you to do? She goes, next time somebody comes to your apartment, I had a bunch of roommates at the time. And uh, she said, next time somebody comes to your apartment that you don't know, she said, sit them down in a chair across from you and just open up your mouth and see what happens. So this guy came over for my roommate and, and uh, my, my roommate, Birdo, wasn't there. And so I said, don't tell me anything. I said, just come in here and sit down. Don't tell me anything. And I sat this this stranger in a chair across from me. And it was like 45 minutes. I was channeling his loved ones. I knew everything about his life. I knew that he had a truck that was packed. He was ready to go to Arizona. And that his grandfather, who he takes care of, got sick. And he got stuck staying behind. I knew about his hopes, his dreams. He was bawling. I was shocked. That's and what then, I was about to ask. How did yeah. you feel like when, yeah, when I was like, during I was this? Were you I was just shocked. like, <laughs> but it didn't, you know, it didn't stop. Cause when you're doing it, you know, you're in the flow. I so forget you don't, it. You don't yeah. I forget realize it. that time has passed. 
Yeah. And so Birdo came home and we just put the chairs back and acted like it never happened. And after that, mm-hmm. I kind of went back to acting like it never happened and yeah. it haunted me until I was 30 and I started yeah. doing it. <laughs> yeah. She yeah. sounds just like me, doesn't she? Lisa? Yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah. <laughs> she sounds a lot like me. And you remind me of some experiences I had too, especially with the paranoia that I had when I was about those ages and, and even older, but especially at those ages in, in high school, teenage to the end of my twenties, a lot of paranoia with all the, but I didn't know what it was. I didn't have a family that told me they didn't know, you know, I didn't tell them what was going on though, you know? <laughs> right. Right. Um, because but, uh, we don't, we don't want to get misdiagnosed, you know, right. we're going through an awakening. We have abilities and we don't want to get misdiagnosed with you know, whether it be like schizophrenia or bipolar, or, um, you know, psychosis. And, and it's so easy to have that happen. But oh, the I did go down that route and I still take the medication. What happened for me is I did have schizophrenia, but I had both and yeah. I would have hallucinations and delusions that weren't real or had nothing to do with reality. And I had ones that were psychic impressions. And once I started taking medication, I could tell the difference. Like the, yes. the ones that were not real went away, but the psychic impressions came and stayed. I mean, they just stayed. They were always there. I, that's I was kind of like, well, I'm going to find out hopefully if it's, you know, what's really going on here when I found the right medication after a few weeks, because uh, it took years, of course. Um, and it was like, I was a lot better at this cause I could speak better for one thing. Cause I didn't have a train of like 50 million railroad tracks and trains going through here, you know? And, um, so it, for me, that actually was part of what I, helps me stay, uh, from, <laughs> you know, staying, uh, in that place in the grand central station with like no clocks and, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, it, it gets it all organized for me. And for me, it was a big uh, eye opener to believing and accepting that it actually is real because it stayed, you know? Um, yeah, I, I always say uh, we have to figure out what's happening with the energy. We can't just and, put a bandaid yes. on it. We have to figure out what's happening with the energy and the medical field doesn't have all the answers. They like mm-hmm. to pretend they do. And certainly yeah, our, our family and our society doesn't have all the answers and they like to pretend they do, you know? And so we have to yeah. go on that journey ourselves and be open to anything. It, it's, it's going from that place of fear and control and manipulation and judgment to just curiosity and looking and exploration and acceptance. And if we can be bold enough to go on that journey, it, and just like you said, Lisa, it may take years, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. There's no rush. Where else are you going to be? No rush. <laughs> right. Right. So Missy, I know you have some questions. Well, you know, I can relate to that a lot too, because, um, like when I was right at 12, 13 years old, I started getting very depressed very very depressed and I just thought that I was just going to be a depressed person the rest of my life I didn't want to be but that's how I felt and now that I look back at it it wasn't that I was depressed it was because I was such an empath I felt everybody's emotions all the time that I didn't know how to handle it you know and so I totally agree with that like when you are young and you're hitting you know those stages and ever it's it's crazy how much it can change, you know, and, and with Lisa, you know, she is, her story is just unbelievable. I could not imagine having to go through what she went through and have like my psychic abilities peak at the same time. 
I mean, that's just incredible the way she handled it and still does. Oh, I, you didn't see how I handled it. I tell it a lot. It doesn't matter. You did. <laughs> you did. You made it. So tell me, um, what do you do um, now with your abilities? And what abilities do you have? Like everybody's kind of different. What, what abilities do you have? How do you read people? Um, well, I have everything. So I think that comes from having knee issues as a baby, like almost passing away as a baby, you know, again, that triggers it. And then having it just in the bloodline and I'm Taino Airwalk. So it was just there. And then there was a lot of trauma from the abuse. And I am uh, just, again, such a firm believer that those that you know, go through, whether you're marginalized or, you know, you're neglected, uh, you end up in a system, um, at any point in your life where you go through a lot yes. uh, for a significant period of time, you know, that yeah. really activates all of it, empathic, mediumistic and psychic ability. So I use everything. I have everything. What I do at this point is try to train people, so I train people in uh, something called empathic awareness to bring to their attention what the energies are and where they're coming from. So people can uh, become conscious and make the decision about what energies from others they're going to allow in or keep uh, out. Discernment. Yeah, that's really discernment. Very important. How, how to do that effectively, how to um, make that decision on an as needed basis and maintain it. And that took eight years, but I finally got that into school systems. I train teachers and therapists and we're in universities now, and that's a big focus. Uh, then the rest of what I do is I, you know, give readings. I've been doing that for about a decade internationally. And when I started doing that, people asked me to train them in how to give a reading, which I didn't think in a million years I was going to be able to explain. Uh, but yeah, lo we're and all behold, psychic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have a good day. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I was like, how the heck am I going to explain this? But spirit showed me piece by piece. And so now I have a, a psychic mediumship course. I've had that for about 10 years. And um, so I train people in how to do it. And once they get certified through my program, we work psychic fairs, we have a call center. And oh, fine. Uh, yeah, so it, it's great. So I have a whole school where I teach on like different classes. Um, you know, with this, with, with the base being psychic mediumship, and then other people can come for things like astrology or tarot or however they rake you, however they want to use it. But it basically is about removing the stigma. You know, we have yeah. a lot of uh, nasty vocabulary surrounding yeah. this. And so Carleton. many, oh, yeah. oh, hmm. and, and just that it's crazy, even, yeah. you know, just that, you know, people will approach me and say, well, th this is going to sound crazy. And I'm like, well, do you think that I'm crazy? You know, <laughs> why don't we start eliminating some of these words from our vocabulary? Yeah. Yeah. We have a real open yeah. with new ones. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, That's so the we goal just of the podcast is to come up with a lot of new words. <laughs> yeah. Amen. <laughs> we need them. We have yeah, a we, lot, we but we really don't do. know. <laughs> So, I, you know, I think we're in interesting times. I think we're headed to a better place, but I still think we got a long ways to go. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Man, things are picking up. We live in Alabama, if you know Alabama and the States. 
Um, it's a sou- southern state. I was and- born in Georgia. Yeah, oh, you I'm know right the on the south. Board. So yeah. we're, in North Alab- <laughs> we're in North Alabama. She's in a town and I'm in a town north of her. And in my books, a million, the only bookstore in our town, um, the whole front section is body, my spirit. I talk about that a lot on the podcast because mm-hmm. it still blows my mind that in Decatur, Alabama, the big bookstore, the front of the, you know, right with the Stephen King books yes. are the tarot cards and the chakra books and the palmistry books and the witch books and witch books in Alabama. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, they grow up with that. Yeah. People are around yeah. it. Yeah. The kids in the next, in, in our kids generation are around it you know um so it's just it's just great um so i'm hoping i'm hoping it doesn't take as long ivy hoping i I know (laughs) i know and and it really is um you know like a big focus here with my school and the church and the readings everything we do it's about normalizing intuition yeah and and it's about decolonizing spirituality so that we can get back to our roots because they really are all of our roots yeah and um I think that one promising sign I saw a study recently is that something like 64% of the younger generations have abandoned their parents' religion for astrology and mediumship. I've read similar statistics. And you know what's interesting, Ivy? I was watching the news this morning. It was like five or six. I didn't watch. I don't watch the news much, but I was watching it. It was CNBC. And the main hostess or host, she's a female, she says, uh, she tells a story. And after she tells the story, she says, okay, well, let's just center ourselves now. And I was Mm. like, (laughs) what'd she say? I used to watch her when I was, you know, when my son was going to school and we'd get up and watch the news. And I was like, she said, center ourselves. And the woman after her talked about um, uh, uh, drinking and it was just a fluff story kind of about drinking. And then she says afterwards, but if you drink, you know, she talked about excessive drinking as like a little side side thing. And she says, but in in that case of excessive drinking, it's very personal to me. So I do take it very seriously. So they're like talking about like their 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 lives and their spirituality. I like center ourselves is very much a metaphysical phrase, you know, I, I would think. And uh, it's just like right there on, on CNBC, you know, I was like, right. look at them go. Well, COVID helped a lot. Yeah. With that. I, I remember yeah. watching the, you know, the broadcasters talk about angels and prayer and healing and strength, inner spiritual strength for like the uh, doctors and the staff that were working with the high death count. You know, I mean, just even things like that. I was like, wow, so right. quickly is right. this becoming mainstream? Or I walked into the yeah. mall and there was like a store in the mall that was not like a spiritual store and they had tarot cards and like crystals yeah. and stuff right in the front. It's happening. Uh-huh. It's happening quick. Well, it you is. know what? My grandson is uh, in preschool. So he's four years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, last week he came over to the house and he sat down and he crossed his legs, y'all. And he started meditating. What? And I said, wow. where did you learn that? And he said, school, we do it at school at, at uh, recess. At gym. Oh, and that, so and that was really cool. the big holdup because I remember pushing for empathic awareness training eight years ago, seven years ago, six years ago, five years ago. It was like I was hitting a brick wall mm. every single time. And then yoga got in. 
Yes. That's and then meditation yeah. got in. Yes, and then that's what they're doing now. Got in. Yeah. Ah. yeah. And preschool. I love it. That's so great. That's so, yes. you're making a lot of progress, Ivy. People are making progress. Yes. Sounds really great. Um, Ivy, where can listeners find you if they want to le- like learn from you or find your school, find out more about you? Well, I, I think it's a good place for everybody to start with some free classes, you know, see if it's up your alley and we're connecting. So you can always find me on YouTube at Ask Ivy. I have my mini classes up there. I have Roots Revival Interfaith, our church, and a bunch of, um, you know, public shows uh, that are fun. And if you're serious and it's really the information is connecting, uh, then you go to Ivy League psychicacademy.com and you can look at the full classes there. Book a reading with me at Ivy Rivera psychicmedium.com. That's great. Bye. I'll put all the information listeners in the description of the podcast. And uh, Ivy, like if you have anything you'd like to teach new people who listening to this podcast, say they pick this podcast to listen to first. And maybe they have a few they old school listeners. Like, what would you tell them maybe uh, if they are on the fence? Like, what's going on with me? You know, and people aren't believing me and uh, I want to learn this and I don't know where to go next. Well, like, a, couple di- a couple different things. I would say right. don't let anybody tell you that it's a gift. OK, don't don't let any of the especially the old timers tell you that, you know, it's a special gift that only they have or special people have. Yeah. We all have spirits around us that are trying to communicate all the time. That's mediumship. Mm-hmm. So whether you believe yep. or not, it's happening, yeah. right? We all have empathic ability. There are four different levels of empathic ability. To some degree, we all have it, right? Psychic ability. Again, we're all alive only because we're using that psychic ability every mm-hmm. day to stay alive. So it is innate. But if you want to progress with it, you need to understand that it's not something separate from you like prayer yes. or going to church or going and finding God. It's in you all the time. So stop going yeah. in and out and in and out and thinking of it as something, a special place you go to, like a meditational state. Just be mindful all the time that it is part of your experience and that the universe is working with you. And when you feel that you're ready, I would highly recommend that you learn the lost language uh, check out the psychic mediumship course, learn how the universe is communicating with you. When you understand things like astrology, numerology, symbology, your dream analysis, the visions that you're having, um, when you understand that, then you're going to be able to put the pieces of the puzzle together. And that's and all it's your puzzle. Need. That's your yeah. puzzle that you're putting together. It's your puzzle. That's right. <laughs> Beautiful. That's, right. puzzle. that's wonderful. Yeah. Ivy. I think that's the best advice. I love that. Yeah. So uh, uh, thank you so much, Ivy, for coming on. And we have just I've really enjoyed everything you had to say. We I totally agree with like with re- where you're coming from. I'm so grateful for what you're doing with the school and everything. That's just wonderful. It is. And, um, I'd also like to thank our sponsor, Everclear. Everclear is an advice app. So you can get advice from psychics and empaths at Everclear.com. And you can get the clarity you need to create the life you deserve. And I'd like to thank Misty. Misty, Misty. Thank you. Thank you. I would like to thank Lisa Lisa. (laughs) I would like to thank Ivy Ivy. (laughs) Thank you, ladies. It was so good to meet you and to spend some time with the with the like-minded, with the similar. It's always such a blessing. It feels so good. Yes, it is. Oh my gosh, it is. And of course, as always, thank you, listeners. We love you. And thank you for always listening. And everybody have a great time wherever you are. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Bye. Have a great night.